You know, the NFL had the chance to do the right thing. I believe that the NFL was going to be on the right side of history for the first time ever. Unfortunately, the NFL did what the NFL does. The impact that they've had on Toronto FC, it, it's undeniable. I understand that you have to defend your quarterback. I understand that you just can't come out and, you know, say, well, you know, we don't want this Sean anyways. I understand. I get it. I have to do this because I have to appreciate it. Yes, and we're back. Welcome to Ray's Sports Rant in association with the Dean Blundell Network and DeanBlundell.com. As y'all know, I'm sitting in that director's chair of the network, just talking sports, putting it out there right now. If you've got a podcast, a sports podcast, hockey, baseball, soccer, football, basketball, I don't care. Uh, shoot me an email, Ray at DPNSports.com, or uh, hit me a DM on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Let me know. Maybe you want to be a part of the network. Let's get this ish going uh looking for bloggers too all that kind of stuff join the network let me know uh yeah man make sure you guys hit that like button hit subscribe all that fun stuff if you're listening on the podcast appreciate y'all you can always find the podcast every day uh monday through friday i should say over on spotify apple podcast google podcast castro whatever podcast network and of course at deanblundell.com and uh what's going on peeps how y'all doing it's friday that means we are uh, packing it in, and uh, maybe I'll just say, it's showtime! Oh man, what a what a week of sports! Uh, that's, the guests were all banging this week. I got to put that out there right now. I mean, every show is banging. Uh, the one we did with Griff, the one we did with my boy Brad, the Brit Chief, which feels like forever ago now. Uh, the one that we did with Mario, talking about the Buffalo Bills. Of course, Kevin and I breaking down the AFC East uh, AFC East and the state of them. Did that back on Thursday. And now I'm just getting you ready for the weekend with a whole bunch of stuff coming up. We got the Blue Jays playing. Toronto Maple Leafs are back on the ice for the preseason. Team Canada played on Friday and won 2-0 against Qatar. And I kind of got a lot that I want to say about that because I just think that, I don't know, sometimes we don't show enough appreciation for for Canada and, and the pioneers of the game. And I'll get into that in a second. I also spent a shit ton of money today on Team Canada gear. So, you know, it is what it is. But I want to start with a little bit of Buffalo Bills talk, if I can, for all you Bills maniacs out there, Bills Mafia. I saw this tweet that came out today from a Dolphins fan, and it said 80% of Bills fans became Bills fans in the last two years. Laugh my fucking ass off. If you find a Bills fan, search their name with the word Bills and see how long they've been tweeting about them. Ha, 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 ha. He didn't write ha, ha, ha. He had emojis. Here's what I'm going to say. I think that that tweet's 100% bullshit, and I'm going to tell you why for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I'm a New England Patriots fan. I am very aware of what a bandwagon fan looks like. Because when you're good for 20 years as the Patriots were, people jump on and off the bandwagon all the time. And I mean, we saw the bandwagon load right up heading into 2018. And by 2020, when Tom Brady took his talents down to the Tampa Bay, 
Wow, there was a lot of Patriot fans who suddenly became Buccaneers fans. And listen, I'm a guy. I'm from Toronto. I became a Patriots fan, so you could call me a bandwagon. I'm not, but you could. But when you see another person from Toronto who was a Patriots fan for 15 years who's all of a sudden like a Tampa Bay fan or got a Buffalo Bills jersey on, yeah, you know that they were a bandwagon. But you don't see much of that. I'm going to say this about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills fan base has been rapid and loyal for years. They just haven't had any shit to talk. They've been bad. They had a 17-year drought. But they always traveled well. You could find them everywhere. It was always a tough stadium to play in, even at their worst. It's just they're good now. So it's not that there's a bunch of bandwagon fans suddenly talking about the Buffalo Bills. What we're seeing is, is we're seeing a group of fans who haven't been able to talk any ish on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, MSN Messenger, Hotmail, the newspaper. That's how far back it goes for the Buffalo Bills. They're just able to be loud right now. As a Patriots fan, I accept it. I've been talking shit for years. There's 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 an adherent jealousy I see from Dolphins fans towards Bills fans. And I think it's it's mainly this because the Patriots were so good for so long. And I never really took this into consideration before. But because the Patriots were so good for so long, the hate that was going to come towards the next team to dominate the AFC East. Out of just pure jealousy, because I think Dolphins fans, Bills fans, Jets fans, I think they all just sat there waiting for the Patriots to finally fall off the cliff so that their team could stake the flag in the division and maybe run it for a few years. Now, I'm going to tell Bills fans, any fan out there on the planet, you are never going to see a run like you've seen the New England Patriots go on. So get that out of your head if that's where you think your team is going to. And the whole jealousy factor, this wasn't even pre-prepared. This just popped into my head as we we're talking right now. But I'm I'm starting to see it, and I'm starting to realize it. Because the Patriots were everybody's big brother. Yes, yeah, the Patriots struggled in Miami. You uh, throw the Miami Miracle in our face. Who cares? You went to the playoffs like three times in that time. You won the division when Tom Brady tore his ACL and missed an entire season, Miami. The Patriots were your daddy. Okay, the Jets knocked the Patriots out of the playoffs a couple of times. How many Super Bowls did that lead to? Because after Rex Ryan and his little foot fetish team knocked the Patriots out of the playoffs, and you guys went to, what, an AFC Championship game? The Patriots won three more Super Bowls, went to four more. Five more. Sorry. Forgot about the Giants. I always try to erase those Giants Super Bowls from my Patriots mind. And then the Jets are the Jets. But I do. I think that there's a jealousy towards the Bills because I think every other team, every other fan base, I should say, wanted to be the next leaders of the division. And it just happened that the Buffalo Bills aligned themselves with Josh Allen at the right time. It's traded for Stephon Diggs at the right time. Brought in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White. And at the right time, now Vaughn Miller's on the team. You got Gabe Davis, you, you know, Jamison Crowder, Dane Jackson's doing okay. You brought in all these, this collection of guys, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean. And I think the Bills are going to be good for the next couple of years, too. Probably going to be like a five, six, seven, eight year, five, six, seven, eight year run 
for the Bills. Now, maybe the Dolphins and the Patriots will challenge them a little bit more. Maybe the, the Jets, too. I can't count that out. They got Robert Sala. Now they actually got a team behind them. But I think that Dolphins fans and Jets fans are envious and green with jealousy that the Buffalo Bills were the next team to, to claim the AFC East. And it's coming across in your social media. And what I'm going to tell the Bills fans, and I said this on a couple of po different podcasts now, but I'm going to tell you right now, stop punching down. Stop punching down to the Dolphins fans, the Jets fans, even the Patriots fans, because the Patriots are, and they're probably the third best team in the division right now. You should be focused on the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe the Baltimore Ravens, the Rams, the Bucks, teams that can actually challenge you for the Super Bowl. Punching down at the rest of the division doesn't work. Have you ever noticed as Patriots fans, we didn't care about the division. Bills fans are like, oh my God, I hated Patriots fans. They're so arrogant. Why? We never paid attention to you. Maybe that's what you hated about it. Maybe it's because you had so much hate built up in your heart and we just couldn't care. You should feel the same way towards the rest of the division. Like, I can't stress that anymore. All right. Let's talk a little bit of soccer. Because I did something today that I never, I thought I would never get the opportunity to do. Now, I own some Canada soccer gear. But I never thought that I had the opportunity to go and spend money I probably shouldn't have on new gear to get ready to cheer on Canada in the Men's World Cup. I did that today, though. Spent a shit ton of money. Bought a hoodie, bought a hat, bought a couple t-shirts, bought a jersey. I'm excited. I'm going to cheer on Zario and David and Davies. It's kind of funny because you got Jonathan David, Jonathan Azorio, Alfonso Davies. So you got David, Davies. Then you got Jonathan, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you can feel there's a real buzz about soccer in this country again. I'm going to the All-State Soccer Show uh, next Sunday, October the 2nd. Uh, Christine St. Clair is going to be on the panel there. There's, I think... Uh, Sebastian Javinko is going to be there for a meet and greet. Uh, Richie Larea is going to be there. A bunch of different Canadian and TFC players, both women and the men. And I, I think it's exciting. And 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 I want to I want to see what the buzz is like. I want to see how excited people are. And I have reached out to the event organizers, see if they'll come on the show next week, so we can talk a little bit about it and what people can expect at it, and and, and sort of the growth of the game. But let's talk about the growth of the game of soccer in this country. Now, obviously the men going to the world cup, that's huge news. I mean, the women have been going since one to since 2006, but right now we live in a world where the men's game dominates the ratings, dominates the views, dominates the storylines. People want the men's team to succeed, but I'm going to put on the table right now that soccer would not be where it is in the country of Canada. If it wasn't for the pioneers and those women who made the game relevant in this country. The Christine St. Clairs, Diana Matheson, Sophie Schmidt. Now you got the new generation of, you know, Fel Felicia Buchanan and Desiree Scott and, and all those, all these different players who are, who have 
push the game further than anybody else's because prior to that we were talking about like the Craig Forrest of the world and it's no disrespect of Craig Forrest but that was 1986 it's 2022 the last time the men's team played in the world cup and played a world cup game in the you know the finals it was a group stage game their last game was in July of 2 or 1986 i was born in august of 1986 i'm 36 years old i have a 16 year old daughter I have never witnessed Canada playing a World Cup. And I finally get that opportunity this year in Qatar, starting in November. I think their first game is November 23rd. And I want to go back to the women's game, though. Because I think that we've seen some good representation from our women's national team on the world stage of the World Cups. The Olympics seems to be our thing. A couple of bronze medals. A bronze in, in London that probably should have been a gold, very controversial ending against the U.S. Diana Matheson scores the winner against France in the bronze medal game, brings home the medal, two straight bronze medals. And then, of course, the Tokyo Olympics, they finally break, three, break through, get to the championship game, penalties against Sweden. Canada wins the gold in an empty stadium. And I think that broke my heart for the girls. I know as excited as they were, I, the, the Christine St. Clair and Sophie Schmidt, especially they deserved a full stadium cheering for them. But to watch them stand there, the playing the national anthems, getting their medals, watching the celebration. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I had tears in my eyes. Why wouldn't I have? Because I've watched heartbreak for so long and I've watched, I watched those women put their heart and soul into games and just, you know, just fall short. Sometimes not even to their faults. Again, I go back to the London Olympics. They should have been in the gold medal game. Everybody knows they should have been in the gold medal game. They got screwed. To watch them finally break through was gigantic. And I had people who aren't really soccer fans calling me, talking to me about the game. Because when Canada wins, regardless of the sport, people get excited. They, you know, the pride of country. And I think we need to thank all of them. And then the other players around the world, you know, Marta from Brazil, the, the women who have made a name for the women's game to the point now that I can go on, you know, I can watch the zone and they have the women's Bundesliga. And I have the opportunity to watch that. And, or I, I click on Sportsnet, and they're, they're carrying, you know, the women's premier or the women's English league. And it's all these little things that have built the game. Then on the men's side, you've got, you know, Jonathan David, you've got Jonathan Azorio, you, you've got Richie Larea, you, you've got Alfonso Davies, you've got all these, these big name players who are pushing the game forward. And I think even like a, a, even like Toronto, 
of building the game. You look at Toronto FC, the dark days when you could get tickets for eight dollars because no one wanted to go because they were bad. They sucked. Then you get Sebastian Javinko, Michael Bradley, Josie Altador. Now you've got Lorenzo Insignia, Federico Bernadetsky. Of course, Zorio's still kicking around. You know, you had the the European players who came at the end of their careers. David Beckham, obviously the first one for the LA Galaxy. You had Wayne Rooney here, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Ibramovic before he went back and decided I can still play in Europe. I think that there's a lot of, there's been a lot that has helped build the game in this country. Terry on Henri. I mean, anybody who's watched world football knows Terry on Henri's name. Playing in the MLS, huge. I'm trying to remember the name of another player who played. I believe he played for the Montreal Impact. He played for Chelsea. He was a striker. I think his name started with an A. It's just he, from the Ivory Coast. His name is just Drogba. There we go. You know, scored that big header for Chelsea in the Champions League final just a few years before he came to the MLSE against Bayern Munich. Sent the game to penalties. Sent the game to extra time. Went to penalties. Chelsea wins. I'm just sitting here in bliss right now. I don't have high expectations for Team Canada in the World Cup. And I'm probably not going to get an opportunity to really talk about the World Cup until we get closer to. But like if I if I just said to you, "Hey, Germany lost today and Canada won." What sport would you think I was talking about? Probably hockey, right? Well, Germany lost one nothing to Hungary today. Canada beat Qatar. Two nothing. A little bit of a scary moment. Alfonso Davies went down, I think, on the Jonathan David goal, holding his ankle. He was substituted out. Now, I'm a Bayern Munich fan as well. So, not just from a Canadian national standpoint, from a Bayern Munich standpoint, scared the hell out of me. But uh, Canada coach John Hardman said that Alfonso was smiling on the bench. He thinks he's all right. Good news to hear. Don't know if he's going to play against Uruguay. Would rather he didn't. But let me talk about Alfonso Davies for a second because Soccer Canada put out this tweet. Now, Alfonso was hanging around. He signed every autograph that he could for the Canadian supporters out there. And he quote tweeted Canada Soccer and said, always appreciate the love and support everywhere we go. And he's really become like the darling of the sports world in Canada. And I know that hockey fans are going to try to argue and put other names on there. Oh, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby. They're good guys. But let's be honest. Anybody who watches all sports, not just one sport or plays hockey so they can't watch soccer, because there's people out there. Don't, don't kid yourself. There's people out there that won't watch soccer because it's not tough enough for them. Has there been a Canadian athlete just to capture our attention the way Alfonso Davies has? And Canada soccer has done a phenomenal job promoting him. And I've always said, like, I've been disappointed. I was very disappointed with how Soccer Canada promoted Christine St. Clair. We had one of the best players in the world. I believe she's the all-time FIFA goal scorer on the women's side. 
And like she had a Tide commercial. I don't think Canada Soccer did nearly enough to promote her. But the growth of the game in this country is fantastic because of players like St. Clair, because of players like Alfonso Davies. Vancouver Whitecap that gets signed by Bayern or gets bought by Bayern Munich, wins a Champions League, becomes an instrumental part of winning that Champions League, and then becomes a part of the team that helps carry Canada to the World Cup. And, and, and Fonzie missed, what, three, four games near the end? And you think about it all, like, I was so mad at John Herdman when when he left the women's team, and I, I think the story that I heard, he didn't even tell Christine St. Clair, which was was awful. But what he's done with the men's team, it, it's fantastic. You can see it. And you can see the talent that's coming from this Canadian team as well. So there's a lot to be excited about right now. A lot. You know what else? There is to be excited about right now for most of you. Hockey's back. Yay. <sighs> Listen, I think everybody knows I could care less about hockey. The only reason I'm paying attention to the ice game is because Canada fucking loves it. And Dean made me the sports director, which means I have to pay attention to all sports. So I've been in training camp myself the last few months, getting myself back up to speed and up to date with what hockey teams are doing. And, you know, Nick Suzuki's the captain of the Canadians and Austin Matthews is apparently a good player. Connor McDavid's okay. Yeah. So is Mitch Marner and Michael Bunting and Leafs goaltending is going to be a problem. Maybe it's question mark. Fire Kyle Dubas. Don't fire Kyle Dubas. I know I put out a piece this week and I basically said that, you know, Toronto fans are at their, their wits end with, with Dubas. And it was met with what I'll call mixed reaction. Just fine. I don't fucking care. Agree with me. Don't agree with me. Whatever. It's just a game. This is all entertainment. But I saw a tweet today uh, from a guy who calls himself the unapologetic Leaf fan at Curse of Ballard underscore. And he made a way too early Leaf season prediction. So I'm going to give it to you. He said Matthews is going to have 57 goals, 51 assists, going to equal 108 points. Marner is going to have 42 goals, 67 assists, going to equal 109 points. Michael Bunting is going to have 35 goals, 38 assists, 72 points. John Tavares, 37 goals, 43 assists, 80 points. Michael Nylander, 45 goals, 45 assists, 90 points. Goalies are going to be Matt Murray at 2.67 GA, uh, goals against average and a uh, .919 save percentage. Samsonov's going to have a 288 goals against average, a 910 save percentage. And the biggest feedback that he got was not letting Austin Matthews score 60 goals. I'm going to tell you right now. I am very comfortable saying that Austin Matthews will not score 60 goals this season. And I'll tell you why. Relax. Before you get all upset, I'll tell you why. Matthews hasn't scored 50 goals in a season before last year, and then he scored 60. The Leafs are a stacked team. I mean, when you just see Mitch Marner, Michael Bunting, Griff Borgwan, blogger for DeanBlundell.com, 
podcast those he comes on every tuesday we talked about the toronto maple leafs we talked about michael bunting this week and he said he's expecting bunting to play even better so you can have matthew marner's bunting all on the same line someone's got to score the goals it can't all be matthew matthews i mean i totally get that austin matthews is you know could be the best player in the nhl i'm sure the the Oiler fans are going to be arguing about Connor McDavid and all that kind of fun stuff, but it, let's it's just for the sake of the argument, let's say like, yeah, okay, he's the best or one of the best. Top two. And I think that when you have this discussion, 57 is probably going to win the, was it, Maurice Richard Award, Rocket Richard Award for the most goals. Things are going to kind of even out a little bit, keel out a bit. Other people are going to score goals for the team. I mean, I think, again, the biggest question for this Maple Leafs team is going to be goaltending, right? And I have talked to Griff about three trillion times about Matt Murray and, and Samsonoff or Samsonoff or however I say this, his name. I'm going to listen. Hockey names are the hardest names in the world to pronounce. And fuck all of you for making me have to do it. I feel like Chase the Rapper, Chance the Rapper sometimes in his let's do that hockey skit from SNL. Anyways, I think, you know, the biggest question when it comes to the Maple Leafs is what's going to happen in the first round of the playoffs. I have never seen a fan base that could not care less about the regular season. It reminds me of peak New England Patriots fans. Bring it back to football, something I understand a little better. And let's talk about the New England Patriots, a team I understand a lot, not just because I'm a New England Patriots fan, but because for five years I was the host of the Dear Pat Station podcast where I talked about the New England Patriots five days a week. We got to a point, though, as a fan base, Pat's Nation, if you will. We got to a point where we were, we didn't care what happened in the regular season. We watched the games, but like it was just a tune up. The season started in January when the playoffs started because that's all we cared about. We knew, we knew that the Patriots were going to win the AFC East. For the most part, we knew they were going to win the AFC. Were they going to go to the Super Bowl? That was the question. And that's the way Leaf fans seem to be right now. We know we're going to go to the playoffs. They know. Leafs Nation knows Toronto's going to the playoffs. Are they going to get out of the first round? That's the question. And I think that Kyle Dubas's career with the Leafs is on the line. Now, I've seen the arguments that they should re-sign him right now, yada, 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 yada. But if the goaltending fails this year, it's 100% on his head. That's where the accountability comes from. And because of that, Leafs fans don't care about the regular season. Which at this point, I'm like, why do they even bother with the regular season when most people don't care? Why don't you just do a tournament every year? A big, long tournament with all the teams. 
All right, let's get you ready for the weekend. Here's what you can watch today. You got the Toronto Blue Jays at Tampa Bay. They lost to Tampa yesterday, 10-5. to You can watch that. See them try to win. You can also see their game on Sunday. 6-10 p.m. on Sunday, by the way. Saturday. Saturday. Check out the uh, Ottawa Senators of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tomorrow, Saturday? Saturday. 1 p.m. split squad game, I believe. Buffalo Bills taking on Miami on Sunday. 1 o'clock game. Bills Mafia can sleep a little bit. And, of course, the Canadian men's team will wrap up the international break on the 27th next week, taking on Uruguay. And Alfonso Davies will be back to uh, back in the lineup or back to Bayern Munich on the 30th when Bayern takes on Leverkusen. So a lot going on. A lot of fun stuff happening right now. Hockey's back. Soccer's back. They're still here, I guess. Football's going on. The Bills are fucking amazing. You know. Let's do those sports. And that's all she wrote for this edition of Ray's Sports Rant. I'm going to tell you what, that 30 minutes flew by. Flew by. This has been, this is probably the best week of Ray's Sports Rant I've ever had. Because I think, in my opinion, every show has been a fucking banger. A banger. Let me know. At DPN underscore Ray. Give me a follow on Twitter. Let me know. You can also find me on Instagram. And uh, it's a newer, it's an old Instagram that I never used to use. Like my personal one. My at, what is my at? Doesn't tell me what my at is. I know my name is Ray Rout. What is my at? Oh, Ray Rout. R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Find me there on Instagram. I post some videos, post some reels, post some shorts, talk a lot about other sports stuff for Listen, make sure you go check out DeanBlundell.com. When you're there, get all the sports cans. Oh, my God, I can't speak now. I'm ruining a banger show. Go get all the sports content. Um, you can also check out all the other boring stuff, the politics and all that kind of crap. If that's what you're into, go ahead. That's not me. But a lot of good podcasts on there. Go check out my voice, Hashtag Sports. Go check out Josh Elijah. Go check out Griff Borgewan. Check out Adam Armbreich. Tons and tons and tons of guys. My man Chris Rook there writing his shit up. Dean writes about sports sometimes. I'm telling you. It's a movement. All right, I'm out of here. Have a good weekend. Never forget, you're all legit, kid. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 